Hey family, welcome to Wisdom and Wellness Season 5. It's so crazy to me that we are in Season 5. I always share the story, but like when we started a podcast, there was like very little podcast in South Africa. We were answering questions like, what is a podcast? Where do we find podcasts? And now to sit on over a million downloads being the one of the biggest, in fact, the biggest female podcast in South Africa. That is wild. And it's all thanks to you guys. You guys continue to share the podcast. Even as we were off um, for a break, you guys were listening, sharing with your friends and your family. And I just want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, I am extremely grateful for the community that we have. Uh, we just come from Speak Life September, which was absolutely insane. And for me, it was just so reaffirming that this wisdom and wellness thing is not my thing. It's our thing. And the way you guys treat it, the way you guys, um, I don't even want to use the word participate, but the way you guys are just part of, it's just telling that we are building this community together. And I met up with some of the ladies. We went for a hike and a coffee. Well, it wasn't a coffee, but we went for a hike and had some goods afterwards. And it was just such a beautiful experience. In case you don't know, um, uh, Sunday Nuggets are back. That is my email list where it's absolutely free you simply just click sign up and every Sunday you get a love letter from me and me and the people who have been part of it have called ourselves girl pals girl pals girl pals girl pals <laughs> it's basically just another word for look we friends now we pals now we girls now I am telling you guys my business and you guys respond and you tell me your business and I absolutely do not mind I love it I love to hear what you're getting um, from the Sunday Nuggets so please do join the Sunday Nuggets community firstly I want to talk about our theme for season five uh what I'm up to in this season in this quarter final quarter of the year and then we're going to talk um, about the topic today which I'm going to be sharing scriptures that have kept me that govern my life I guess principles that I live by and I wanted to share them with you uh, because I know a lot of us get overwhelmed which with where do I start in the business how do I cultivate um, a relationship with God my confidence and all of those things and I want to let you in on those scriptures that basically have held me for the longest time. Uh, we are in October, November, December. And then basically the year is over. And we have been so consistent and I'm so proud. And this year's theme for just wisdom and wellness has been unlimited. And I wanted to remind you because I know some of us may have fallen off the wagon and forgotten who we are and forgotten all the excitement we started the year with. But I have met so many people and this is at a coffee shop, at church, at you name it, where someone comes to me um, and says, the word unlimited, the theme unlimited, the unlimited fest has changed my life. I've just been experiencing unlimited grace, unlimited favor. I myself have evolved. I mean, there's a lady who used to work at Cotton On, love her, and I used to always see her all the time. And I remember she came to the fest, and I remember going back there, and she said, ma'am, 
I feel like you've unlocked unlimited in my life. She got a promotion. She went and she studied, got a bursary to study and just doors, unlimited doors opened up in her life. And so in the last three months, this October, November, December, I want to remind you that just because we're towards the end of the year, it doesn't mean throw in the towel, waste your life, do things you're not supposed to. But I want you to hone in. What is that unlimited dream or unlimited perception that you have? Can you still hold on to it? Can you still remind yourself on it? And remind God, speak God's word um, over your life. Speak God's word over that word that you spoke and remind him that you promised me unlimited. I want to see unlimited. And then you show up as an unlimited person. I mean, I was just reflecting. We've traveled a lot. And one thing I love to do when I travel, especially long distance international flights, I sit and I think and I write. And as a person this year, I have, I can't say done a 360, I've done a 180. I have switched up. I have watched myself, um, like become the best version of me. And I mentioned this in my emails when my mother asked me, how are you? And I said, mom, I'm the best. I felt this whole year and there's nothing specifically massive happening, but I'm so at peace with myself. I feel like I have so much acceptance for me before. Um, I'm a very like, I can be or I considered myself a very rigid person where it's like, okay, I only wear these colors, this amount of makeup. And like, for example, now when Swazi, my makeup artist, when she comes to the house and she asks me, what makeup are you doing and what hair are you doing? I'm like, girl, do your thing. And it's like, who's this girl? Like, what? What's going on? And um, and even in traveling, normally I'm like, okay, cool. I have to wear these outfits. And now I'm just like, I'm wearing sneakers and jeans because I'm interested in learning about the culture, Tasting the food, getting an experience. Aesthetic and outfits can wait. But right now when I'm traveling, this is what matters. And I even said to my sister, um, we call it, we were spilling the morning tea. And I said, you know, for so long in my life, I have wanted to preserve the good girl image. Um, I've wanted to be the, I have to make sure that I'm good. I don't feel like I protect everything. And it's like, it's so good to know that I have certain feelings that um, are not necessarily, how can I word this? I'm not necessarily enhancing my life and I'm okay with that. Like I'm not wishing it away or praying it away or judging myself. Like I'm just like, oh girl, you human too. You feel that too. I'm so happy you do. And so I've been embracing every aspect of my life. I've embraced every um part of me. And just, there's just so much good. And I think for me, that is the that is the unlimited that has happened in my life. It's the inner work. It's the healing. And that's why the theme for Speak Life September has been healing. It's just like I've experienced this healing that has unlocked this unlimited person. And it for me, it means so many different things that I can't explain in just this um just this episode. But what am I up to this season? I am turning 30 in three months. In fact, less than three months. 
So fun fact, the idea of getting older is exciting to me. And I think I've shared this before. Like I look forward to being a 40 year old woman, a 50 year old woman, 60, 70, 80. Like for me, that is exciting. I know people like don't want to age and they want to stay in their twenties and girl, I am so happy like being, getting older and not in like a rushed way, but it just, it's just, I like that. Right. And so I'm turning 30. It's a new decade. I'm excited um, on who I'm becoming, the wisdom I'm collecting, the growth and everything. Um, so this last three months, I am dedicating to me. From a work perspective, uh, yes, we're working on some stuff. We are planning Fest 2024, which we're actually looking at having around March as well. Um, so save your coins. Um, start looking at those flights and that accommodation. Um, but information will be shared. So that's what we're busy with. But I mean, I have such an incredible team that I have managed to build and invest in that I it, like it, it doesn't feel like a huge burden where I have to do everything. That's not the point. But I, the next three months, I'm working on me. I'm working on me. I am back in therapy full time. Um, I'll be going to therapy every week. And that's just for me. Not that there's like something massive happening, but I'm evolving. I'm growing. I'm excited. I want to talk. I'm excited for my therapy session. So I'm working on me. I am running every day. You guys know I love running. And sometimes I have to stop because of certain things happening. But like I figured out such a nice routine where I run for 30 minutes. Thanks to Do It October. I run slash walk and I'm not checking my pace. I'm not checking how many Ks. I just know that I've got 30 minutes to enjoy nature, run and da 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 da. And then what else? I'm eating well. Guys, I had trout ribbons, raw trout the other day and I loved it. Now, firstly, I only started eating sushi this year. Um, so my palate is evolving. And now I'm that girl who has trout ribbons, raw trout, because I don't know, because I'm taking care of my body. I'm trying to get my protein in and trying out new things. So it's exciting. I know I'm all over the place, but that's how it feels like when you come back for a new season. So, um, yeah, this next three months for me is all about that. Um, doing work here and there, but at a very good pace for myself. There's no pressure. Literally, I have no pressure. Getting back into the podcast, um, eat, cooking. Brendan has gotten into cooking and he's loving it and it's exciting and I'm supporting it. I'm here for it. Look, I, I, I love making a Sunday lunch, stews, curries and all of that. But during the week, God bless that man that he wants to grill the steak. He wants to grill the chicken, the fish. I will make the veggies. Love it for him. Love it for our family. Um, and then I've got my runs and then I'm at gym, um, weight training. It's just, I, I love it. I, I, I feel like I'm enjoying the unlimited peace, unlimited fulfillment. All right, let's get into the, to the episode scriptures I live by. Why did I want to share this? Um, Basically, a lot of people live by affirmations, principles, guidelines, etc. A lot of successful people have things that they live by. And for me, my life has been governed by certain scriptures um, that when I discovered and unpacked them, I was like, this is my scripture for life. And I always want to share that because... I, it's important for me, especially because a lot of you have watched me grow and have watched me evolve and have watched me switch careers and all sorts of things happen. Um, 
it's important for me to share that my journey, my life, everything that's happened is one as a result of the the word I live by, the spoken word over my life. Um, it's also a result of the hard work that I have put in and a result of the sacrifices I've put in. But all the work and the sacrifices are governed by the the word that I live by, the principles that I live by. And so I just want to share these scriptures, write them down on the wall, recite them. Guys, my kids recite scriptures. And um, there's a scripture, they actually reminded me of Psalm 37 verse 5, which I had forgotten about. And they learned it at school and they came and they started saying it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I used to love the scripture. So if my kids can recite scripture as an adult, there's no excuse. We have no excuses. It's just a matter of priorities. And if you don't like reciting, just write it down, take a screenshot, make it your wallpaper, but say it. So every day, every week, every month, these are scriptures that I will speak over my life and not only speak them, but actually believe them. And sometimes it's about saying it until you believe it. The first one, Matthew 6 verse 33. And I believe I read the amplified version because I just find that it just it just unpacks, man. It, I feel like it elaborates so well. But first and foremost, the scripture, you normally know it as seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all um, these things shall be added. But the amplified says, but first and, and most importantly, but first and most importantly, seek what is to seek aim at strive after his kingdom and righteousness. What is his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. Simply put, seek Aim at, strive after God's kingdom and his righteousness, which is the attitude and the character of God. And all these things will begin with, will, and all these things will be given to you also. Where do we find the character of God? Read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's how you get to know how Jesus was when he walked the earth, how he related to people, how he treated people, how he lived his life, who he associated with, how he treated those who were different to him. And that's how you study and you learn the character of God and you check yourself. Am I close to this character or am I far off? But basically, Matthew 6 verse 33 for me is a scripture of surrender. It's a scripture of saying, look, I want all these things. I want the travel. I want the house. I want the family. I want the health. I, You name it, I want it, the good stuff. But before I can have all of that, there's one condition. Just seek first the kingdom of God and his characteristics. And here's the thing about having the character characteristics of Jesus. I believe that God is a God of principle. And so once we start adapting the characteristics of Jesus, having a loving heart, having a serving heart, having a giving heart, um, being a doer, staying in the word, being prayed up, fasting, um, helping out people, I feel like in your life, you start naturally attracting those things that you desire the most. But it doesn't start the other way. And sometimes we, we want to bargain with God and play magician and say, God, if you do this, 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 then I will start doing this. But that's not how it works. It's seek first his kingdom 
And seeking first his kingdom is saying, God, I want what you want from me. I want to do the things that please you. I want to serve your people. I want to trust you with my life. Yes, this is what I desire. Um, but more than what I desire, I want your heart because I know that what you want for me is eternal. It's a long term. It's actually fulfilling. And I've shared stories of things that I've had to say, okay, God, I surrender this um, to you. And it hurts. It sucks. It really is not fun to have a dream. And then it's just like you kind of have to give it up and, and trust God for what he has for you. But I will tell you firsthand, I could never dream um, for the things that God is doing in my life. I couldn't, I didn't even have the vocabulary to ask for them. All I knew to do was to surrender. And I think back, there's this picture of, I think it's like a flower, like your plan. And then it's like a, a whole lot of flowers, God's plan. That's literally um, that's literally it. So I want to encourage you to seek God's kingdom first, not so you can get anything, although you will, but just seek, just seek him, just, just, just seek him. And we told the story about when we bought our house. I remember we struggled for a long time to buy a house and things were just not working out. And we prayed, we fasted, yay, we did all the things and it was just not happening. And to a point where we just said, look, let us just surrender and let us be content. We live in a great apartment. Let us make it home. Let's take care of it um, the way we would our own home. And it just is what it is. And it's as if the minute we just surrendered, God just opened up the doors and we got a house that we didn't have, we didn't have the ability to ask for. So sometimes we're asking for things that are just too little. God is just like, hey, I've got better. But before I can trust you with my better, I need to know that your heart is for me. I need to know that your heart is dedicated to me, that you won't change, that you're not going to, you're not going to take the glory. I get the glory. So Matthew 6 verse 33, I think is a good scripture to start off. Then 1 John 3 verse 2, obviously this is the founding scripture of wisdom and wellness. And I can't remember how or when I found this scripture, but I remember just saying, this can't be it. And I was depressed. I was down. I was out. I was unhealthy. I was, it was just, it was not cute. And I found the scripture 1 John 3 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. I was listening to a, a, a sermon pastor, uh, Mike Todd was um, preaching, and he said something so interesting. It's like, um, Sometimes people get on pulpits and platforms and judge others like, oh, you have sexual sin. You've got this, this. And then he said, well, I may have this, but you've got a gluttony sin, which means you just overeating, you know. And it's like sometimes we think just because I go to church, just because I'm doing this, just because I do this, it means that doesn't matter. But God cares about how you're taking care of your body, too. Um he cares about your holistic success. And as much as God cares about you providing for your family, he also cares about the condition of your heart and the condition of your mind, the condition of your soul. And if your will is aligned to his will, and that is literally 1 John 3 verse 2, that God is, that um, beloved John is praying. And he says, beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed. It is God's desire for you to succeed. And your success will never look like mind. So guys, we might as well just stop praying for other people's success and say, God, 
what is your idea of success and prosperity for me? It will never look like the other person's. It will never look like the person I admire the most or look up to. I can be inspired and say, God, if you can do it for them, surely you can do what you have planned for me um, in your way. But I want to remind you, because I think a lot of us, if you grew up around religion, if you grew up very religious, it's as if getting good things or being prosperous or, or taking care of your body is vain or, uh, you know, it's not something to aspire. But I want to let you know, guys, God wants us to, to live John 10 verse 10, he wants us to live and have life in abundance. What does that look like? That for me, it just doesn't make sense to like live my life waiting to go to heaven. No, ma'am. While I'm still here on earth, I want all the good things um, on earth. And when I'm in heaven, I will also want all the good things um, that are in heaven. So I feel like my word for this year is also permission. Like I want to give you permission to ask God, God, what does success look like for me? What does prosperity look like? What does good health and good health is not good weight, good health. What does good health look like for me? And what does my soul and my spirituality prospering look like? Um, Sometimes we want to discount ourselves because maybe you're not spending an hour speaking in tongues like this one does. And that, maybe you don't have to. Maybe that's not a requirement for you. But find out. Just seek. Ask God. What does it look like for me? James speaks about asking for wisdom. And that's what I've. That's what I do in my life. If, if I feel confused about something, I'm like, God, I need wisdom. You said if I should, if I need wisdom, I should come and ask, and I should not be double-minded, which means I should just trust that you'll give me the answer when you're ready. And then I keep myself open that sometimes the wisdom will come through a conversation with my husband or my sister, or my mother, or a TV program or a song. So keep yourself open. Then there's 37 verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust him also, and he will do it. Committed to the Lord. Whatever you're doing, it's literally saying, look, this is what I've done. This is what I have. I give it to you. I trust you. I know that you will do what you need to do. And that is simply it. You don't have to skip. You don't have to do all sorts of things. It is literally saying, God, this is all I have. I commit it to you. And you trust, you know, um, like I always look at my children when my children, like, for example, my children have committed their eating to me. They trust that when they come home from school, there's going to be food. And so when I pick them up from school, they're not nagging me. Mommy, is there bread? Mommy, is it? They just know it's there because I'm a loving parent. I love them. I care for them. I know exactly what they need. Do they have iPads waiting for them at home? Absolutely not, because they're not ready for it. And so... I mean, Nuri's just turned five and so she's on an iPad frenzy and she's like, mommy, I want an iPad. And, you know, I love her with all my heart and I want to give her the world, but I also know that an she's not ready for an iPad. It would do the opposite. It would destroy her. And in as much as on her side, she probably feels like it's simple. Why can't I just get an iPad? Like everyone I know has one and you love me. Why can't I get it? But for me as a parent, I have to say, I love you and I want to take care of your needs. I want to make you happy, but I'm not just looking out for your short-term success. I'm looking at your long, your short-term success or joy. I'm looking at your long-term joy, your long-term success. And so when we 
come with our relationship with God, I want to put, I want you to put yourself, imagine a child, like that childlike faith, childlike belief, and how sometimes kids ask for things they're simply not ready for. And you know that in five, 10 years time, she'll be ready. But right now, it's just a not yet. And it doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean it will never happen. It just simply means you're not ready. So even with, with us in committing our plans to the Lord, it's, Let's not put God on a timeline because we don't understand what's happening. He sees everything that's happening. So we can't throw tantrums because he's not doing it now. And and sometimes miracles are immediate and sometimes it happens in a month or three months or whatever, but sometimes it doesn't. But can you still commit and trust that he will do what he says he will do, even if it's not in your time? This scripture has guarded me so many times with my businesses, my life, my marriage, my home. It's just, God, I, I give it to you. It's not my problem. The same way my kids don't think about bread. They don't know how much bread is. Um, it's the same thing with me and my life. Is God, you've sustained me for 29 years. Surely you're not going to stop now. You know, surely you're not. And then the last one I'll share, there's a whole lot more, but the last one I'll share that I've been speaking over my kids, almost my family every single day. Um, I literally walk around the house speaking this word. Numbers 6 verse 26. The Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord makes his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval, divine approval, and give you peace. And my favorite part of this piece is a tranquil heart and life. And guys, when I tell you that I'm actually thinking about it now, that when I was saying to my mom, I've got so much peace and the happiest I've been, I realized that I've been speaking this word every day in my life and my children's life. Like, God, give me peace, a tranquil heart and life. That's that's literally all we want. We think we want a nice car. Maybe the reason we want a nice car is because we don't want to get stuck on the side of the road. We want things to be easy. Like we think we want the material things, but the material things are just an extension of just needing a tranquil heart and life. We just want peace. We just want joy. We just want community. We want love. We want the fruit of the spirit. That's what our souls and our spirits yearn for. And sometimes we don't have the vocabulary vocabulary for that and so I encourage you to go and read I think it's Galatians 5 put it down here the fruit of the spirit um my kids have a song about it love joy peace um patience self-control uh gentleness I think I'll probably left some out but the fruit of the spirit I want you to go and and look it up and put it write it down and ask yourself how close am I to the fruit of the spirit I promise you the life you want it's it it goes in out it's not out in it starts from inside how are we feeling inside and when we are when we are fruitful from the inside it's only a matter of time before it sprouts it blooms you think of the transition from the first from the 29th or the 30th of august to the 1st of september all of a sudden you wake up on the 1st of september and it's pink and it's flowers blooming it's not that it just happened on the 1st of september no something was happening underneath throughout winter something was happening um the seeds the watering all of that was happening and in spring it just comes alive and so even with you whatever season you're in 
Make sure that something is happening. You're sowing the seeds. You're watering the seeds. You are aligning yourself, seeking first the kingdom of God. And at the right time, in, in the right season, you will bloom. And this blooming thing, I also don't like to put emphasis on it because we think it's a spa space in your life where everything you want is just happening. But I want you to shift perspective today and think of blooming as a tranquil heart and a tranquil life. Peace. I'm going to get into a few questions um, that you guys asked me before I close off this episode. Number one, it says, how do you balance work and rest? How can one stop feeling bad for resting? So I have stopped looking for balance because balance is just, no, it's not happening. But I've spoken about doing work-life integration. I have integrated my work into my life because it is one, it, it, it works together. I would be miserable without my work and I'd be miserable without rest and travel and spending time with my kids. And so I found an integration. So I've explained this, like, for example, we went on a family trip and we were in Cape Town and I knew that in each day I had to spare two hours to pop out my laptop and work. And that is work-life integration. But there was also time where I was just free and being with my kids. And so even as I was off in September, yes, I was switched off, but I was popping in and working. I had a whole course running, but I have a team and, and, and just, that's just the nature of being an entrepreneur. So I was actually doing some research that you're better off taking regular short breaks than large, long breaks. You need to rest is just so important, even in weight loss. Like if you're not sleeping your eight hours, you could be running, look, listen, but your body needs time to recover and to function. So rest is good. Rest is a gift. God says, come to me if you're heavy burdened and, and I will give you rest. And he promises us that he will give us rest. Rest is a gift from God. So you don't have to feel bad about it. Um, I think check your time. Uh, I've I've had to. It, it realistically, we can't be waking up at eight nine and hoping that we'll be able to do everything. If you want the rest, if you want the, if you want to get your work done, if you want to spend time with your family, waking up early is the way. And Proverbs speaks about this. Um, wake up early, you have more time. And I promise you sleep earlier. Sleep. I sleep at 9 p.m. By half past five, six, I am up. Sometimes seven, but there's time. Like there's so much time. Like there was a time where I felt like, yo, why do I feel like there's no time? And I'm like, okay, what do I have to readjust? What am I spending a lot of time on that is not fulfilling? Like, okay, maybe I'm spending too much time on my phone or maybe waking up 30 minutes earlier and sleeping 30 minutes um, earlier will, will, will expand my day. So make rest a part of your life and strive for integration versus balance. What makes one get to the level of being content with where they are still striving for? Um, I think I kind of spoke about this with the seek first the kingdom of God. And for me, I, I, um, I put contentment and gratitude together because like, uh, I'll make an example with your kids again. If you buy your kids something and they just throw it on the side and want something else, like as a parent, how do you feel? Do you want to get them something else or is your first thing going to be, you're ungrateful, I'm not giving you another thing? And sometimes that's how we treat God. It's like we don't take care of what he's already given us, but we want more. And I think a place of contentment is saying, and it's not it's not like you're, 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 you're stagnant, but it's saying, 
Lord, I'm so grateful for where I am. I'm so grateful for what you're doing. I'm so grateful for every opportunity. And yes, I want more. I want you to trust me with more. But right now you've trusted me with this and I will show up the best way I can with what you've given me. Um, if you can be trusted with little, you can be trusted with more. So um, and 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 being trusted is being being content, being grateful, being happy, and doing the best with what you already have. What are your six success habits, and how do you maintain them? Um, my success habits are pretty simple. Like I said, the scriptures I live by. Um, for me, one John three verse two is literally my. It, it covers everything. One, I have to spend time in solitude and nature. I have to be out in nature, breathing time, relaxing time, rest. Rest has become a number one priority. Number two, serving my family, whatever that looks like, um, that is important. Three, um, showing up prepared and as my best self um, in my in my workspace and whatever I do. And then for studying, I believe in studying. I will always be studying, whether it's through a book, it's through research. And sometimes studying is, I'm studying on how flowers bloom. I'm studying on the four seasons or whatever it is, I'm keeping my mind fresh and active. And then always um, right now, good food is a success habit. Um, eating well, because if I have discipline over my own body, what I put in my body, best believe I have discipline over everything else. Regarding work, are you supposed to enjoy it? Um, I think there's an element, absolutely. I think we're supposed to enjoy we're sub life is meant to be enjoyed. And I'll go back to John 10 verse 10 that God, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy, but God came, Christ came so that we may have life and have it in abundance to live, to enjoy what we do. Now, I'm not saying you won't have days where it's dragging and you don't feel like, like even in what I do, it's exciting. But there's times where I'm just like, I don't want to do this. On Monday, I had the most exciting day where I'm like, girl, I'm on my Zoom. Like I'm getting everything done. Everything's on time. And then Tuesday, um, I sent my friend a message and I'm like, friend, today I want to be a housewife. And she said, me too. And that's just how we felt on the day. And we couldn't show up best way. But today I'm on my Zoom again. And what I believe is that how you show up in where you are is how, like, you take you everywhere. And sometimes we think the solve, and and yes, there's certain, like, please um, listen to this in context, there's certain environments that are really not good for us. But for the most part, a lot of us, we pray for play jobs, and then we complain, and then we waste the resources of the company, and then we don't focus, and then we don't plan to grow, we don't integrate ourselves, and then we expect to enjoy it. Like, you're just there to collect a check, and you plan on enjoying it and it's like even if you leave and get a new job you're going to be the same person in that job so I think it also ties in with that contentment thing is wherever you are bring your best self and I promise you um like like God rewards such hey like we need to really study the character of Jesus and how he showed up in spaces he 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 probably didn't feel like so are we supposed to enjoy it I think we are supposed to enjoy our work um it's not always going to feel like that but wherever God has planted you you should bloom and this is my, okay, second last one. Do you believe there's a perfect right time for one to share their story to be impactful? Um, I don't think we, I don't think we should always lead life with my goal is to be impactful. I want to be empowering. Um, sometimes we just need to be like, 
like I'll make an example. I didn't share my story because I wanted to impact the world. I shared my story because I felt like it was the right time. Like I felt like I had I'm healing and I felt like there's other people who can relate and I give them permission to share their stories because it's in talking about things that we disempower them where there's secrecy and shame, like the, the devil, like that's his playground. But once we start talking about things, it, it frees us. It's like a burden lifted off and it gives other permission. uh, It gives other people permission to be free. And so not, sharing our stories not everyone is going to have a a platform or a title because they've shared their stories and i think it's important that the intention is pure um and i'll always advocate for sharing your stories be it with a friend be with in a safe space in a group in therapy but talking about things um but it doesn't always have to be about great impact you know sometimes it's just for the healing of your soul sometimes it's for giving the other person um permission but in terms of a right time i think share when you're when you're when you're ready when you and i mean it can be very nerve-wracking but when you feel safe um around who you're gonna share around share with my last question how can i start saving without feeling like i don't have money i love this question and um one of the the pillars we haven't really touched on a lot with wisdom and wellness is our financial pillar. Um, I mean, we have, because I do think once you get your spiritual, um, your emotional, your physical, your relational, right, like the finances follow. Um, but over the next few weeks, I will be touching more on financial wellness on my Instagram page. But how can I start saving without feeling like I don't have money? I think when you have a goal, when the goal is clear, you know what you're working towards. Sometimes like we do things because someone said we should do them or it looks cool or I'm saving because I should. And it's just like, but that's not a big enough why for you. So maybe go say, okay, if I lose my job today, do I have an emergency fund? No. Oopsie then let's save. Then you know that even when you're saving, yes, right now you don't have money, but you know that if anything happens, you'll be fine. Or saving for a vacation. Um, right now you can't go out for drinks or whatever, but in December you will have the money. You won't have to go into debt to host a nice Christmas or whatever you're saving for. And we started like really, really investing this year as a family. And um together with our wealth manager and he gave us a huge amount that he's asking for us to invest in and it was like so that is a big leap where do you expect us to find the money and he's like well i've looked at your bank statement that money is there it's just that it has not been allocated correctly and the first two months was hard and it's like the money just gets taken like he doesn't ask like it's a debit order like it just gets taken and at the time we spoke about it and we said you know we might not have that money right now, but it's so exciting to know that at this time, our kids are going to be free. Like they are, they won't have financial problems because we've prepared. It's nice to know that should we not get work for the next three months, like we've saved, we have an emergency saving. It's nice to know that we go, we can go on vacation and not have to get into debt. But in the beginning, it takes a whole lot of discipline it sucks you have to miss out on things you won't always buy clothes but i promise you it's one of those like you just have to get over instant gratification and just know but most importantly having that goal be clear like what are you saving for and it will make it easier 
So with that, I've said a mouthful, I've been going on and on. Welcome to season five of Wisdom and Wellness. Um, please do share the podcast. Please do like um, and please, please leave a review. That way we reach more and more people. And I'm so grateful for you. I will catch you on Sunday Nuggets. Uh, don't forget to join in. And yeah, we love to see all the posts on Do It October. 30 minutes outdoors, walk, run, whatever it is, just 30 minutes. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, no, we want the big things. What's the life changing stuff? I promise you commit to that 30 days of just walking outside every day or running outside every day and watch your life change. And that's it from me, Bumila Drava. Thank you for tuning in to Wisdom and Wellness.